Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, Southstand chum, bearded legend, the one, the only, Mr. Paul Levy. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 51 of the Orient Outlook podcast. Thanks for joining us uh, this week. Uh, it's been quite a busy uh, time for us, uh, for those of you that have listened to the Alessandro interview and to episode 50, the bumper feature length, double long, <laughs> triple guest starring uh, episode. Thanks very much for everybody who's who's fed back to us on that. It was really it's a bit nerve wracking actually doing it in front of a live live audience. We you know it was, um, but it was wicked. So uh, back to business. Thanks for joining us, uh, and just to give you an update as well, we're now pushing seventeen hundred and eighty Twitter followers, which might not seem like much to those that listen or aren't on social media, but it just means that we're reaching out to more. Uh, more and more uh, Orient fans all the time but we know that there are still more out there so uh, do keep passing the word around at Orient Outlook is our Twitter address and include that for a retweet Um, we're also on Instagram which is Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast and you can contact us by email if you're not on social media which is Orient Outlook at Outlook.com yep so as Paul said a massively busy week and thank you for listening you've listened all over the world so listeners in Egypt USA, France, Australia, Korea, China, Switzerland, Spain, Canada, Ireland, Mexico, Sweden, New Zealand, Malta, which has never popped up before, uh, Holland, Cyprus, Israel, it cropped up, Saudi Arabia, Denmark, Russia, Croatia, Germany, the Philippines and the United Arab Emirates. So thank you so much for listening. uh, Wherever you are in the world. Yeah, it's good to know that we're helping people. Hopefully we're helping people keep in touch with what is going on here in sunny Leighton. Uh, as I say, whatever glorious climate you are listening to us in. So uh, last week's episode 50 um, record number of listens, I think, for an Orient Outlook podcast. podcast. Yep. So we've got a load to run through and perhaps normally we wouldn't run through so many, but there's, there's quite a few good points in, in a lot of these, hence why we've we've put them in so Tommy Man 2 says congratulations on your 50th episode thank you and your guests for an enjoyable and informative Orient chat show yeah it was amazing at George Sessions who was one of our guests said massive congrats to the Orient Outlook boys great to get to 50 podcasts and sure they'll do another 50 plus more thanks for last night thank you George yeah. uh, for coming you know all, all of our guests gave up their own time unpaid yeah. to do it and it was it, it turned out really well so thanks to all our guests who were there Yep, at Josh34486. A great podcast, guys. A credit to our club. The bit about Liverani's away day I found hilarious. Yeah, that was a bit about uh, Liverani taking the team to Colchester before oh, yeah. I thought it was anyway. To Colchester away the, the night before or something, yeah. yeah, when it was only up the road. At MJSIE Gert said, Fantastic work to get the podcast to 50 episodes. Made my commute highly entertaining. Thank you, and keep it going, and up the O's. Cool. At Ben LOFC, well done, lads. Great podcast, and very interesting with your special guests. Looking forward to Alessandro and Moses Odebajo interviews. Yep, so the Moses Odebajo interview is coming and will be available from Sunday, and we'll mention that, I'm sure, yeah. much later on in the podcast. Sunday the 8th. Again. Yep. Uh, at nilbro2136604 said, another great podcast, um, Alessandro Angeleri, Matt Porter, George Sessions, Karen Harrison and Howard Gould were all excellent. Shame the Coxie Hendo spec had to be on the agenda, but it wasn't the news. Yeah. 
That's what we cover at Spenno011. Super duper podcast, chaps, makes me feel so warm inside with these marvellous people behind the scenes making the O's so great. That's why I love our small club built around good people and character building for our young supporters, especially my son. Yeah, bang on. Yeah, bang on. Uh, at Boatsy, said great podcast, guys. Really great to hear insights from the club. Here's to the next 50. At D Blundet, D underscore Blundell, your best pod yet. Congrats on your 50th to the Dan to the dynamic duo that is Orient Outlook dynamic duo that way sorry about that me and my bearded chum uh, <laughs> at Stephen J Clark says congrats fellas on the big 5-0 interesting to hear at Matt Porter's views on why things happen within the club it I, is good I found that really interesting he as I say he explained his job role so well and gave a really great um, detailed description of what he done in but the concise. three minutes he had yeah. really good really clever man real joke yeah. as well yeah really really clever at Valencia underscore Orient said fantastic 50th episode I like the way you've made the podcast really inclusive as well as informative great stuff that's really kind of under underlines why I got involved with this to really help gel lots of different yeah. bits of what's going on around the club from a fan's point of view absolutely so that kind of I thought it was a really good tweet. At David12 Lloyd said, really enjoyed episode 50. Agree with point about Palmer. I can't remember what point it was about Palmer. Uh, definitely felt pressure at the start of the season with Jay and McCallum on fire. I think that was the bit about him. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that they hit the ground running and Ollie had obviously a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. At Giorgio Irwin77, just wanted to say, up there with the best podcast you've made. Keep it up. Yeah, thanks, Georgia. Uh, at Gould Howard, again, was one of our guests. Said, what a superb selection mm. of guests. So modest, didn't he? Absolutely. And again, his description of what he does in terms of the late night trust was spot on. Yeah. And a great guest to have, and we hope to get him on the show a bit more this season. Yeah. He says, great job, guys. Just to say, the players are in the shop on Thursday, not Wednesday, as stated. Hashtag 50 up. Yeah, I like cool. it. Uh, at Elliot M. Byrne, at Orient Outlook's 50th episode was fantastic. Listen through morning and evening commute and lunchtime, but well worth the listen. He goes on to say in another tweet, the guests were excellent. Matt Porter, very passionate. Howard Gould was very interesting. George Sessions gave good insight and Karen at Karen Orient is a great example of a fan. At West End, I was a good laugh. Keep it up, guys, and looking forward to the 100th. Yeah, great tweets. At Pillar Oriental said, top pod, guys. Looking forward to the next 50. At Spartacus1957 said, great podcast, lads. Very much enjoy listening to your chat. Has become quite a ritual now. Congratulations on hitting 50. Thanks for getting in touch. Yeah, I love the fact we're becoming ritual. A lot of people say that now, like on a Sunday night normally for the Monday morning people have us ready. So yeah. it's great that people do that. It's Karen al- always says to me, like, you can't not do it on the Sunday night because I need it downloaded for yeah, my commute yeah, yeah, on yeah. the Monday. She said, like, you throw me all out of sync if you don't <laughs> do it on a Sunday. And me. Uh, at Falls at Orient said, almost emotional, boys. 50 more, please. Top work. Cool. At Chris Kane underscore 1992 said, loved episode 50 of the Orient Outlook podcast. And he also sent a quick note across the Yeah, he sent a quick note saying it was great to hear Matt Porter talk about his time at Orient and the business side of the game. It was nice to be able to get Howard involved. His work in the community is second to none. George Sessions reports and interviews keep supporters informed. Matt Simpson does a great job in the blog with his comical view. And lastly, Karen does brilliant work with the supporters club. Looking forward to interviews with Mo and Alessandro later in the week. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Nice one. At Linden Orient said, just listen to episode 50 and another outstanding show. You guys put a lot of effort into it and it never fails. Well done. Uh, yeah, it is a lot of effort, it is actually. Of effort. The wives don't like it as no. much as what we do. She, no, my wife really doesn't <laughs> like it. At David Barrett, 15. 
And mazel tov on your 50th. Well done, David. David, mazel tov back to you for, <laughs> for listening. Uh, <laughs> at Simon08Edward said, Big 50 done and dusted. Absolute screamer in the top corner. Hope we're back in League One when you get to 100. Yeah, me too. Simon, if we're back in League One when we do 100, we'll have a massive party around your house, buddy. Uh, <laughs> at, at Glenn LOSC says, Fantastic, informative podcast, lads. Other clubs fans must be envious of us. Roll on the next 50. Great job. At Nick Clark Hales, lovely listen. Well done on reaching 50, getting my midweek O's fix on the way home to Owlsbury from work up the O's. Yeah, absolutely. At Rob underscore Ness underscore Sives. A great 50 of podcast, guys. Great to hear from the people behind the scenes and proud of community work uh, we are doing. Next one made me laugh when I read it. At Billy Herring 03, great guy. Really got, uh, you know, he's really got good opinions, Billy. Uh, 50th episode is a great listen, lads, and keep up the good work. Is it me, or does at West underscore Stan underscore O, who's obviously uh, our guest on, on the show, Matt Simpson, last week, does he sound a bit like Julian Clary? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great comment. If we were more... Uh... Tech Zavi, we yeah. could have had a Julian Clary like voiceover lined up there to play, but we're, we're not. not. We're really, really basic. But great point there, Billy. At Steve Cab One Two One, so the fiftieth terrific podcast with an interesting insight of what goes on behind the scenes at the club. Congratulations. Yeah, at David Reichard. Love the big 50, guys. Congrats and well done. I love the insight from Matt Porter. A lot of lot of people yeah, saying that. Absolutely. You absolutely. know, he, he does bring something that hasn't been done before, really. Yeah, and um, that was all you're doing, getting him on the show. So well done, Mr. Levy. Oh, that's right. At Janine Adelman said, really enjoyed the big 50 and proud to hear what Howard Gould does in community for Leighton Orient FC. Great job. Yeah, it does fly under the radar a little bit. Um, that, so we're glad to be able to promote that and champion that at Kevin Cowan said really enjoyed episode 50 as I said to Paul at Luton you've created a monster but keep it going great listen for Rose fans I love it that uh, was really wicked he was really cool at, at Luton he's got great great opinions as well and that's one of the great things about doing this podcast is you meet people who you wouldn't have necessarily met beforehand yeah you know who who recognise you from the photos or who you recognise by their photos on Twitter it's amazing yeah. it's, it's great so uh, at Magnus Pugna it says happy 50th chaps well done love the hours of listening to you on the journeys to work and thanks for letting me be a part of it right, thanks a, for joining in no, thank <clears throat> yeah. you for listening mate at Essex underscore O said wow honoured to get a shout out on at Orient Outlook pod 50th episode excellent again on now getting in the mood for today's game I think there's something gone wrong there, but anyway, get get the uh, get the gist of that. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got a mention in episode fifty-one. So well done again. Uh, <laughs> at Leighton Stonian, first listen today. Great podcast, great guests, and really interesting behind-the-scenes info. Made me proud to be an O. Welcome, uh, welcome aboard. Hope you listen to more. And yeah, that's what our we're whole back catalogue might still be on iTunes <laughs> or SoundCloud wherever you listen. Um, at the Authentic Gaz, uh, great fiftieth podcast, lads. Proper length too. Can we have more two-hour casts? Laugh out loud love the Alessandro interview too uh, well done no Gaz you can't it's too much work it's too much work and it's too stressful uh, yes and lastly an email from David Boone who said well lads what a great pod the guest list was a terrific cross section and each deserved a place at the table the outstanding contributions were Matt and Howard and as they were an informative and ideal guest actually you could have them on again one at a time so we could hear how we could support Howard and Matt for his insight and experiences at the O's what came out of it was the fact that players and staff follow social media, which can be very cruel sometimes. Good luck for the next 50, and I'll see you at the Accrington game with maybe an exclusive. And that was in regards to him bringing Kevin Godfrey um, into the gallery on uh, Saturday. So well done, David, for getting 
Kevin Ann, David's got previously Peter Kitchen in there and Joe Mayo, so he's bringing in his own legend, so well done, well done to you, David. Yeah, absolutely. So the week that was, Monday the 26th of October, Jack Payne was talking to George Sessions about his goal versus Morecambe. He said, I think it was a tackle, I'm not going to lie. I see the geezer goes to clear it. Good English, Jack. See the geezer. See the geezer, I just threw myself at it, didn't I? And luckily it's gone in off my foot at quite a pace and the goalkeeper couldn't react in time. We've been lacking a bit of luck because we've had shots that have hit the post or been saved and ricocheted elsewhere. But it's gone for us at Morecambe with the goal and we'll take that all day long. So... Agree. Great point from Jack. Luck, luck yeah. has normally gone against us and it went for us at Morecambe, which was great. Yep. Um, in the evening, uh, the FA Cup first round was drawn. We were given number 23 and we were drawn uh, at home to Staines, which is a pretty good tie, I guess, in terms of a first round FA Cup and on league team at home. It's probably as good as what you're going to get, really. Yeah, absolutely. And Darren Purse, it turns out that yes. he's playing for them as well. Ex-Orient Central defender yeah. for two seasons, I think it was, yeah. before he got a... Big move up to Birmingham, which he played in the Championship for quite a while. Did good Darren player. Hurst. Yeah, good very player. good player. Uh, then on Tuesday the 27th, Ian Hendon was interviewed um, on rumours about Jay Simpson leaving and had this to say. He said, listen, people are going to be watching him, without a doubt, and rightly so, because of the goals he's scored. Jay could have had another couple, to be fair, so he's going to create interest the way he is playing, and I hope that continues. Nobody wants to lose their top scorer, do they? I'm hoping that this is not the case and we've had no contact with anybody. So that's fine. We're happy for that to fly under the radar, but it will go noticed because when you are the leading scorer in a division, other clubs that are looking for a bit of a push, like Matt Porter said in episode yeah. 50, he said, you know, if they've got a few quid, you know, they might want to push and they need someone of Jay's quality, which, you know, with the right... Check written. Yeah, absolutely. Alessandro and Mr. Bacchetti may well turn around and say, yeah, all right, that's that's good and we'll go and get someone else. But whether that's right or wrong, we'll see. It's, it's, it's a hindsight thing. But yeah, okay. Yeah. A Tuesday afternoon, uh, we named a strong team for the Development League game against Bournemouth. So Shaw, Dunn, Cox, James Turgut and Cash get started. So quite surprised to see Dean Cox start that one. But, um, you know, Cox is always going to do well for you. And... We took the lead early on. Lloyd James scored a stunning goal, put us one up, but we conceded an equaliser just before half time uh, as Bournemouth scored from a free kick and Bournemouth went on to win the game 2 1 as they nicked an 88th minute go. Go? Goal. Goal. Uh, and won the match 2 1. So, from, uh, from well, that being a shame, really, um, I wonder if that was Steve Purchase that, that brought that oh, maybe. back up because he's good in point. charge of the under yeah, good of development. So, it's announced that ticket prices for the live televised game against Hartlepool United, which is away on Sunday, the 15th of November, have been reduced to £10 adults and £5 for the over 60s, under 19s, and students, which is a very sensible move. Yeah. When you're getting the sky money in, you can afford to encourage people to come that way. Plus, it's a Sunday morning kickoff, and fewer Rose fans would have gone. And free travel now. Yes. So the club are doing it. So for an adult to get well, to get there and get back and get in the ground, it's only a tenner. Tenner. Which is great, you know. Plus your lunch plus your lunch money, it's a tenner. Absolutely. And a very, very early start. So yeah, if you're not already booked on to the coach, you need to contact Lindsay at the club. I think she's coordinating that. It's a free return coach travel. You yep. can't fail to underestimate the club are paying for that. You don't have to pay for anything except your ticket. Absolutely, and then to end of frantic Tuesday, uh, in late evening, Alex Chizak is called up to the Australia squad for the World Cup qualifiers against Kyrgyzstan and Bangladesh. So that means he will miss the Hartlepool game. So last time Chizak called called up to the Australia squad, he came back and played like he was jet lagged. 
Yeah, yeah it's bad game clearly. That was probably the worst performance he's had this season. Get away to Crawley. It's very much a six and two threes. You know, it's great that he's getting exposure at an international level, but by the same token, where he's not being played, you got to question: Is it worth his travelling time to do all that, and yeah. then, and then coming back jet lagged and all that? I've said it before: If he's playing Argentina or Colombia or Italy or whoever, fair enough play. Big. But he's playing two very small footballing nations. He's probably not going to start as. Adam Federici uh, gets a lot over him, so disappointing. Disappointing to lose him for quite a big game away to Hartlepool, which yeah. is going to be in front of the cameras, so maybe a bigger attendance. So disappointing. Yeah, 100% agree. So on the 28th of October, which is the Wednesday, we put out our exclusive interview with Leighton Orient CEO Alessandro Angeleri, uh, which is now available on SoundCloud and iTunes. We won't remove that. And we had quite a lot of reviews... <laughs> Uh, or, or opinions and thoughts on that didn't we yeah so as we said last time Alessandro came here of his own accord uh, we arranged an interview he was very forthcoming and a very nice chap and it was great to get him in and we've yeah, got some reviews because again we appreciate all the feedback we get and it's great to hear people mention all different aspects of what the interview entailed so the yeah. first one was from at Les LK52 who said just listened excellent interview thought you might have pushed him a little bit more Joby but excellent interview. So yeah, there was I mean, only so much we could do with the Joby because Ian's spoken about it, and it's not really in Alessandro's domain to deal with players and how they play when they play. His job is to run the club yeah, essentially I mean, and support Ian when he needs it. Not to, we got what we got out of him, but it wasn't ever going to be war and peace on it. Yeah, I mean, in regards to Joby, he didn't really want to start talking about players that Ian had spoken about the week before. Um, so to get that little piece of info out of him. To confirm that he's still at the club because some people on Facebook have been saying, oh, he's at Reading, yeah. training with other clubs, but that's not the case. Yeah, and that was good to get. And, you know, me and Paul, we aren't trained journalists, so we, we just ask questions that appeal to us. So, you know, we, we got a bit of flack on forums and stuff about yeah. maybe not giving him hard enough time, but that's not what we're here for. You know, I don't want to listen to fans giving the CEO a tough time on a podcast. That's not what this podcast is about. Yeah, it's about getting to know him, what he's doing about going forward and making sure we don't have a repeat of last season. So it's more about what's going to happen this season Absolutely. than focusing on last season. And, and yeah, to, to answer some of the criticism, you know, I'm not David Frost, nor are you, and we weren't interviewing <laughs> President Nixon. So, you know, if, if anybody wanted to ask sensible questions, difficult questions put in a sensible way, then you should have put them to us so that we could have done that. Yeah, but to be fair, I don't think anyone listening to this podcast did. I think it was other people on the forum. Maybe, yep. yeah. So, at Darren underscore Burrow said, a very good listen. I've had the pleasure of meeting Alessandro on a few occasions. A lovely man. Yeah, he is a lovely man, actually. He is, at very. Chris Kane underscore 1992. It's a very good interview from the Orient Outlet guys with Mr. Angelieri. Seem like he is genuinely a nice guy and very honest up the O's. 100% agree with that. At Rickster74 said, great interview with the CEO. Good idea on a 100-year shirt, lads. Yeah, that'd be great if that comes off. If that um, could. At Caroline13B said, just finished listening to Alessandro Angelieri's interview in bed. Top work, lads. Up the O's. Thanks and a lot of people much. saying up the O's because Alessandro finished the uh, interview with, I'm not going to do an impression of it, but saying up the O's <laughs> is very good. So if you haven't listened to it, give it a listen. Yeah, very endearing. Yeah. Uh, at Ben LOFC again, great listen, really interesting to hear his views. Sounds like a good guy, well done. Yeah, at Info Newport, so this interview is brilliantly done, a must for all O's supporters. Uh, at Len M4, really good interview. Didn't expect Alessandro to be that open about the club, yeah. which is, I didn't either, but he, he was. And, and that's in, that's what the purpose of the interview was, was to sh- 
have people hear what he's got to say. Absolutely, and he done it in his own time. So we didn't, as I say, yeah. we didn't go to the club to do it. It was in the evening time. Yeah, came here of his own accord. So yeah, it was yeah. great to see at the Menace eighteen eighty one. Said great interview, lads. CEO spoke well and reinforced the new owner's commitment to the club. Loved it when he said that. The O's <laughs> at Boatsy, uh, great podcast and nice to hear AA speak about the club in a positive light. Yeah, at Billy Herring 3 So great interview with Alessandro Angelari. Shame on the forum. They're trying to put the boot in. I'd steer clear of it in the future. Yeah, shame. We'd like to, but you get a lot of people that aren't on social media that look absolutely to there, even if they don't post. Uh, they they still read it, so yeah. sadly we have to. And they're not all they're not all keyboard warriors. A few are, but not all of them. Yeah, and there was quite a lot of people that saw where we were coming yeah, from and, and, and stated it. So that that's cool. Uh, you know, people are entitled to their opinion. At John Macca, nineteen seventy seven. Congrats on a fantastic fiftieth episode and great interview with Alessandro. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Up the O's. Uh, at Kevin Cowland, said really enjoyed your interview with Alessandro Angelari and looking forward to hearing the thoughts of Mo. Keep up the good work. So again, the Mo interview is coming on Sunday. Yep, at Sam Harborn 97 Enjoyed the interview with AA and the special as well. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to the next 50. Yeah, at Magnus Pugnacy. Great work, guys. About time you became the official podcast of LOFC. So we can't see that happening. We're an independent podcast. Uh, yeah. Unless uh, Francesca offers us a hundred grand, if we're not going to sell our name and rights to him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> at Marquios one one o six, excellent fiftieth guys. Also very impressed with AA. Hope he's as committed to the job as he's obviously been with learning English. I think it's fair to say that he is. Yeah, his English was much better than what I thought it would be. A hundred percent. He kept apologising in the car on the way over to here. Uh, and uh, I said, look, can you stop saying that, please? Because your English is far better than what you actually think it is. I said, you'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, he was as well. He was really concerned about that. But yeah, spot on. At D underscore Blundell. So love the... Uh interview with Alessandro he comes across as a very nice guy and refreshingly honest yeah and uh, at Christ, uh, Christine Jewis from the South Stand she sits near us uh, she said well that was so good to listen to you both you both did really well we thoroughly enjoyed it and Mr A was on top form congratulations onwards and hopefully upwards yep so that was the Alessandro interview so again if you've not listened to it which you'll probably have but if you haven't you can download it on iTunes or you can stream it on SoundCloud yep so Thursday 29th of October more great community work is revealed in episode 50 by Howard Gould as Alex Chizak and Fraser Shaw went to meet fans in the club shop um, and also there was an event at score uh, and the AFC Leighton girls team won the Laurie Cullingham Cup uh, which was an event put together by Leighton Orient Trust and it seems like it was a great day down there great turnout lots of tweets from the trust from the club great day cool well done, done guys really well there yeah well done Friday the 30th of October then the under 18s lost 4-3 on penalties to Luton who were unbeaten in 15-16 games so you know they got a good track record so that was the quarterfinals of the Southern Area League Cup following yep. a 0-0 draw so shame but there's no there's no shame in that it's, it's just unfortunate and as we all know penalties is Either way. Although I seem to think that it's a lot easier when you're at Wembley in front of yeah. your own crowds with promotion riding on it, which I didn't mean to really underestimate the power of that, but um, yeah, there we are. Yeah, and also on Friday, it's confirmed that Sam Link has joined Haybridge Swifts on loan, so he joins uh, Jack Humphrey and Victor Adebayajo there, so they've got three Orient loanees at the moment. Good luck, Sam, and good luck to the Haybridge Swifts. Yep. Come on, you Swifts. Good luck to them. Yep. So then Saturday the 31st, Halloween, as it is known uh, across the pond and <laughs> starting to be known here for some unknown reason. So that is Accrington Stanley. 
Who are they? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chisak started. Alex Chisak started in goal. Your back four of Klahesi, Baldry, Essam and Chickson, with your midfielders of Payne, Pritchard, Moore and Marquis uh, playing at the base of the, at the tip of the diamond, rather, and Palmer and Simpson uh, up front with subs of Granger, Shaw, Dunn, James Monker, Cox and Kashkin. Yep, so there's only one change from the squad uh, who were named against Morecambe as Dean Cox came in to replace Blair Turgot. Uh, yeah. on the bench so yeah. so I couldn't make that sadly but you could you didn't I'm kind of glad I did well you, I'm really glad I didn't you really didn't miss anything at all so the match kicked off yeah. the first like 30 minutes was typical Orient, like decent pressure passing it around well yeah. as always this season 13th minute we really should have been one up so ball, a brilliant ball to be fair by Jack Payne into the box Essen completely unmarked couldn't have been more than five yards out from goal. Had so much time, had too much time. Jumped so early, he reached header. It actually right. made it harder for him. Headed it. Against the bar. Against the bar, where he really should have scored. And then Palmer somehow managed to not score. Like, managed to kick the ball against the keeper. And then when the ball came out from there, it came out to Simpson, who you're thinking he's going to score here. And he shot, and Palmer managed to clear it off the line. It was absolutely comical. Absolutely comical. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Um, but after that, we still had some decent pressure. Mark, we said a volley. Um, that was all right. It wasn't hard enough to beat the keeper. It wasn't. Keeper no. made decent save, but it was no pace on the ball. Um, seventh minute, Mark, we got booked for a stupid foul. <coughs> really silly foul. Yellow card. He should be more experienced than that. Really disappointed to see that. Um, and then 24th minute, maybe we should have been one up. Again, really good play for Mark, Put in a great ball. Pritchard got his head to it, but just not enough on it. Um, and the ball went agonisingly wide and so often this season a minute later they get one chance and score it absolutely and terrible defending from yeah. the entire defence yeah. and Jack Payne who's been really good um, for the last couple of games but Jack Payne didn't get his man who was making the run from midfield their man slipped the ball beautifully to Dean Windass's son yeah. uh, Baldry was an absolutely no man's land ha- hand up before the ball had even been played almost and the guy was around the back of him SM standing there, defence completely flat. Windass has now got a one-on-one with Chizak. To be fair, Windass, he finished it really well, he took did. it early, beat Chizak really well, mm. and 1-0. But absolutely, and I think if, you, if you're watching that game, you're just sitting there just going, what, what is going on? Really disappointing. But mm. the worst aspect of that for me was the defence, really poor. Baldry didn't really have his best game at all. Again, I know you've been quite critical and I've been defending him quite a lot, but he really didn't do himself any favours and win. When uh, they scored, I got tapped on the shoulder by Chris who sits behind us and he just said something, thank God Paul's not here, knowing what you've said about him on the yeah. podcast, <laughs> really disappointed. And in the 34th minute, fair play to Hendon, he uh, decided enough was enough and brought Dean Cox on, so Cox went warming up and when he was warming up, there was just chance of Dino, Dino, on about half hour mark and we just thought, it'll bring him on half time. Yeah. And then you saw him strip off and then, to be fair, I mean, he came on for Marcus, but it could have been anyone in that midfield, I reckon. Why do you think he took Marcus off then? No of, idea. of all the people I thought Marquis was doing alright I've, I've liked what I've seen of Marquis I didn't he's a hard worker and he's got a good good cross on the I, ball I think he should have taken Pritchard off Pritchard was having a bad game you know everyone loves to get on Pritchard's back the thing is Pritchard is, is being used more on the right side again which everyone knows and Hedden knows it as well because he said it early in the season that he's, he's not supposed to play on the right so you could have taken Pritchard off put more on the right and have Coxie on the left. You could have done various things, but inevitably he brought Marquis off. You know, Palmer, as hard as Palmer works, he's a bit like another Dagnall at the moment. Works right. his socks off, really works, nothing. but ain't going to score you a goal. Yeah. It definitely wasn't going to score any kind of goal on Saturday. Okay. Um, but yeah, it could have been any of them. It could have been, for me, it could have been Pritchard or Palmer come off. 
Um, Chickson for me, I made a note. Not very good, consistently out of position. His man was doing him all the time. Really unimpressed by Chickson, who's since gone back on loan, which we'll mention on the next podcast. Yeah. 45th minute, some decent work from Cox, bit of twist and turning, decent ball in the box. Cox looked quite lively actually, like he had a point to prove, which is good. Yeah. Um, nothing came of it, so the half time whistle win. Few boos actually, a few boos. They were coming, you know, personally, we don't boo, but you can understand why people did, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, attendance announced at 4,701. With a hundred and thirty nine Accrington fans, but fair That's play to poor, it. It's poor, away. but they're a very small club. Yeah. They're not a big club at all. They're not. They're not league football league material. There's bigger clubs in the conference than Accrington Stanley, I'd say. Which makes this result even worse. I know. I know. Absolutely. Even more galling. Absolutely okay. agree. So second half kicked off, and in the forty seventh minute, like we don't, we try not to be too critical players, but Ollie Palmer, really, really, really should have scored. You know, he had a great chance. Cox passed Simpson. Simpson's really good at playing these little balls through the back of the defence uh, and he played a great little ball around the back of the defence Palmer one on one and he doesn't even shoot it it just looks like he just P-rolls it wide like without really controlling it really disappointed and at that point you just knew you just knew it was going to finish 1-0 you just knew we weren't going to score whatever was going to happen mm-hmm. um, 58th minute she's like made a good save from Key uh, from Accrington so Atkinson had two really good players. They had Billy Key, who was kind of making all the runs in the midfield. And Josh Windows. Those two run us ragged all day. Really did. Um, 60th minute, Lloyd James came on. Uh, for Sammy Moore. And for me, I would have taken off Pritchard. Like, I thought, I, I was a bit speechless as to why Pritchard stayed on. Again, I like Bradley Pritchard. I think he's a good player. Yeah. Um, but I would have definitely kept more on. Definitely would have kept more on, more on over uh, Pritchard that. And again, I just made a note from a corner. When we had a corner, there was no organising being done. There, we all just stand there in silence. And you know, Baldry's our captain, and Baldry wasn't vocal at all. I don't, I don't really understand why he's our captain at the moment. He doesn't seem to be leading the team. He's not challenging anyone. He's not getting them into position. So, for example, last year Nathan Clark, full of Nathan Clark's faults, he was a very good captain. He was always shouting at his defenders, telling them what to do, communicating to his keeper. Baldry isn't doing that. You know, and you look at that team and you go, well, who is? Maybe Payne, potentially. Or maybe not, if it's not the got even vice captain armband. Yeah. Who who is doing all the Ging up there? You know, Payne, I, but it's Payne. I, I watched the I watched the highlights back and you could see Jay Simpson just looks, you know, very disinterested. Well, well the attitude is heads down. To be fair, Jay Simpson, he got no service in that second half. It was all on ball, all to Palmer. Jay Simpson isn't a long ball player. No. Jay Simpson's not your man if you're going to play a long ball. No way. No way. But for me, for captain, we need to kind of maybe reassess that. Because he's a good ball in defence. Like, I still like Baldry. He's still a good defender, especially League 2 level. Not sure he's captain material. So, Clehessi's vice captain, but I don't see much of Clehessi, really. I don't know if Clehessi would step up if he became captain. Mm. But for me, maybe Jack Payne. Jack Payne leads that team more than anyone else. I don't know if he's only on loan, but I, I would be tempted to make him captain. But we'll say, you know, it'd be a big responsibility and a big shout for Hendon to take that armband off Baldry after making a captain in pre-season. But we'll see. And then nothing really happened, mate. Nothing to tell you. Pritchard got okay. booked. Cash kick came on with 50, 15 minutes left for Connor Essen, but it didn't really change the dynamic in the match, I don't, I don't think. There were four minutes of added time. Some of the crowd, again, you know, if you pay your money, I think, you, and if you're not happy, I think you've got a right to boo. Again, we don't boo or I don't boo. I don't think you boo. A few people around us boo and that's fair play to them if they want to. We don't boo. A few boos rang out around the stadium. A bit of discontent in the south stand. A few people shouting at one another not to boo. But again, if you pay your money and you, 
you know, you want to show your passion, then, then fair enough. Yeah. And that was it. So I think I think the general consensus of people is probably that you can take losing if you've played well and been unlucky or had decisions go against you. But what you can't take is losing and playing badly and losing to a team, with all due respect, to, to Accrington Bloody Stanley. I mean, it's just it's just not the done thing. To, we, to, to be you, fair, Accrington did play really well. But from the highlights I saw, their passing and moving was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Some of the passages yeah. of play that they had that's in that highlights reel, in that 10-minute highlight reel, absolutely one-touch pass and move. Yeah, they were very they good. They made us look... They made us look like we're the non-league yeah, side. they did. Ridiculous. They did. So, so annoying. So, um, post-match, as always, Ian Hinnan speaks to uh, at Dulcet Dave, Dave Victor, um, and he said that the performance was not acceptable. I'm not saying that we played well because we didn't. I'll be dealing with that. We'll be in training ground tomorrow, which was uh, Sunday the 1st. Yep. The most disappointing thing was the way we responded from going from going behind. Yeah, that's a fair point. As I say, once we were behind... Head drop. Head drops. You know, Cox came on, but we didn't... Like I said, once Palmer missed that chance in the 47th minute, you just knew it, yeah. nothing was going to happen. Just yeah. knew it. He then goes on to say that he got the response he wanted from Dean. Uh, Dean Coxon explained that he got, uh, he's got he got a thick skin and is disappointed as any supporter and said today's performance was not good enough. Uh, he went on to say that Blair Turgot didn't feature because he's ill. Conor Essam's wearing a protective boot after an injury. Um, Ian hopes he'll be okay. Yeah, and then there were some good um, some good quotes actually from the Guardian Orient about what Hendon said, Yeah, um, who said they work on the training ground and they knew what Josh Windass was all about and they knew what Billy Key was all about. But those two still destroyed us. And that's how the goal came about. Was yeah. Billy Key and or Josh Windass making a run from deep. Yeah, Billy Key got yeah, playing him in. Just, yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and then he said that is that is where the goal came from, and you can only put that down, tell them what they do, show them what they do on a training pitch. And if they don't take it on board and make mistakes like I did today, then we're gonna have to make some changes. But Mr. Hendon, you know, who are you gonna play in defence? Who else you got? Alan Dunn. Oh, hold on a minute, he might get red carded. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it would be. Not I still answer. think it would be Borgiasson. I still think it would be Borgiasson. I think Shaw will come back, obviously, and I think it would be Clehessy. But they just need to drill without four, because you know they were looking good early season. Those four, which yeah. is out behind them. Yeah. So need need to get that back. So after that defeat, slipped down a place, and amazingly to me, we are still in the playoff places in seventh place. Now we've only taken uh, eleven points from the last thirty-three available, and we're still in the seventh. So. You know, it's not all doom and gloom by any standard. So we've played 16, won 7, drawn 5, lost 4 and 26 points. But League 2 is so tight at the moment. Yeah, uh, We're only 2 points off the automatic spots. And had we won that game, we would have been 3rd, which is incredible. Yeah, very it's tight. So, it's so, so tight in that. So one or defeat, we didn't see that one coming. Neither did you because no one predicted that in our prediction league. And it stays <laughs> as it is. Strange. So, like that little link there. That's yeah. a little link. So my views on the game, you know, personally, it wasn't a very good match to watch. We never looked like scoring. It didn't seem like there was a game plan in the second half. There were lots of stray passes. There was a lot of lack of runs. We weren't picking up the players. It was just poor. And for me, you know, I don't mind a diamond, but if you're going to play the diamond, you need a good attacking midfielder to spearhead that diamond. And Dean Cox isn't that player. You know, he doesn't play central. Or that's not his best position. That's not what he's made for. Yeah. That's not what John Marquis is. John Marquis is a forward. And one thing that struck me actually watching that game is how much do we miss Paul McCallum? We miss him massively. He was a massive outlet for the team and I don't think we've really recovered since losing him. And I didn't realise that at the time but how big a loss he was going to be Yeah. because he's been an absolutely massive loss. But as I said, I'm amazed where we are in the league. 
You know, we're still seventh. We're still right in the playoffs. You know, if we go on another run of five games on the trot, we'll be right back up there. And there's no reason why we can't do it. So it's just time for me personally yeah. to get behind the team. Yeah, and just to come back on what you said earlier, we're two points off of the automatic yeah. rather than the playoffs. We're in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs on goal difference Yeah, um, against Carlisle, who are in eighth on 26 points also, but they've got a plus one goal difference, whereas ours is plus six. So um, before everybody gets in touch with us saying, oh, you said this, but that's wrong. Um, so again, uh, my, my initial sort of thoughts were, you know, it's a ridiculous game to lose. We've, we've had chances and squandered them again. And I tweeted, I think around half time, like, is this going to be another game where Ian Hendon bemoans chances that we didn't, didn't take and end up drawing? But as it turned out, we ended up losing. Um, interesting that Cox replaced Marquis so early on in the game. I have to create. I do like that about Hendon. He doesn't, he doesn't wait. Slade, you could tell me watch by Slade. 72 minutes yeah. he'd, have, he'd have made a change yeah, yeah. too late to affect the game so I do like what, I do like what Hendon does he, if he sees it not going his way he just tries to change it now and then you've got, like you got to respect that yeah 100% um, you know it, it, it's frustration started to kick in for everybody now we know we're a better team we've seen us you know play five games win five games yeah. and, and we've seen us create chances we're just not taking them and it's such an indifferent season it's it's just frustrating you know th- uh, 11 from 33 if we'd have taken another sort of 10 points from there we'd be top of the league yeah, absolutely um, you know if we were a reformed team but you know qu- ask the question now do we need some low knees to boost the quality and competition in the squad no you don't think so no because really not, yeah because the loanies we're getting they've got to be good loanies yeah so obviously there's no point in getting Chickson because he's not better than what we got no. um, that was a mistake in my I actually was quite pleased that Chickson was coming but as it turned out that was a bit of a bogey move you only need loanies if they're going to start and if they're really going to enhance the team there's no point in getting loanies to well, you'd play argue, the squad but you'd argue that Oli Palmer is misfiring so we probably need a striker who's what we've got John Mark with so you know, maybe we need a bigger, if he wants to play with that, a bigger striker, a target Absolutely, man, if that's yeah, what he wants yeah. to do. We need a ball-playing midfielder. You're not going to get that, mate. Right, because Jack Payne's a defensive guy. Well, you've got Lloyd James, to be fair. I don't know why he doesn't pay Lloyd Absolutely. James. Absolutely, I don't think you are. And then a defender that can actually stop the balls going in the back of the net and not play offside. Maybe. And the guy's onside. I'm not sure. Maybe, Good point, though. Maybe Essam isn't... Maybe Baldry isn't ready to be Essam's, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi to his... <laughs> You know, and all, all all the star star Wars stuff, but you know, maybe Essen needs coaching by somebody who is yeah. quite like like a Clark, who is comfortable doing that job. Whereas maybe Baldry isn't comfortable. To be, to be with the fair, Essen's got two very experienced defenders around him. He's got you know Dunn, who's no spring chicken. He's got experience at that level. So yeah. Essen will Essen will be learning. Yeah, might take him a while to get there, but he's definitely what well, we should be learning. Yeah, and maybe Kevin Nolan should be imparting some information into the midfielders. Good point. Good point. Who knows? Sign that deal, Kevin. <laughs> is there a deal? You tell me. Mate. Who knows? You tell me. So um, we had uh, some information, uh, some some uh, some people's views in, and yep. Christine yep. got in so touch with us. Again. Those were our views. So your views. Firstly, uh, an email from Christine again, who said, "Awful, awful game. No idea whatsoever. What the hell was Hendon doing, leaving SM on for so long with his injury? I'm beginning to think Hendon doesn't know what he's doing. Cox was the only one to put in a shift. I wonder what Mister Bichetti is thinking." Yeah, me too. Absolutely. For, uh, next one came in from Tom underscore Smith underscore X said, thought I'd send a message as 140 characters isn't it enough. Kohesi looked hungover compared to previous performances. Baldry needs to take, take a leaf out of Essam's book and keep it simple. Moore and Pritch both non-existent. Simpson thinks he's too big time and doesn't try hard enough. 
I see his point. I don't think he does try hard enough. Honestly, in a lot of the game, he didn't get he didn't get any service in that match. Yeah, honestly, I know I know I know I know the point Tom's making there, but he had he had nothing. Yeah, but in yeah. the previous games as well, he, he, he looks like a bit lethargic. Doesn't really yeah, look like he's interested. It doesn't matter if you if you can nick a goal for a rebound, but he never, you know, the one shot he did get away was going in, and Oli Palmer stopped it on the line. Right, fair enough. Uh, so Tom went on to say, and I have no words for Marquis. Palmer tried hard as always, and Payne once again is the only player to want the ball. Dino ran around a lot, and. Uh, when he came on, but with little end product, I think Hashkit should be given a start next week versus Staines. Ran over. Good point there about Hashkit. Yeah, why not? I Against th- the lesser sides, you, you know, now is really the time to bleed him in, though. No? I think the defeat on Saturday has made the Staines game much bigger than what it would have been. And I don't think Hendon is going to risk it. Well, what I mean by that is if we were, if we would have won that, you'd be quite comfortable in the league and you'd maybe play more squad players. I don't think Hendon's going to play that many squad players on Saturday. I might be wrong, mm. but I think he'll go Palmer Simpson up front. Yeah, especially with no midweek game either side, so it's just essentially one game per week. Yeah, but I'd like to see Cashkit start. Maybe Simpson Cashkit might work quite well. Maybe um, we also had a message from Euler One Fan um, who said Joby frozen out. Cox dropped from matchday squad and now Sunday training things seem to be unravelling rather fast can't quite figure out Nugent's role as he has been the only stable factor since Slade but seems to have less influence as each new chapter unfolds that's a really good point about Nugent actually yeah very good point to be fair yep um, next one came in from uh, at Ben LOFC he said 9 points taken from a possible 33 on recent performances how can we defend that I think it's actually 11 it's from 11, 33 yep. Uh, at Ross McCaff said awful most galling thing is how so many players look simply not bothered and I think again that was part of the fans' issue issue yeah at full time they just didn't look like they really cared and you yeah. know if they're coming off and they're covered in mud sweat blood and tears or whatever you go fair enough you gave you all but there were too many players who just kind of didn't full time whistle when they just wanted to get off the pitch didn't look interested and see you later yeah uh, at Jules D. Porter simply said shameful yep at Joe Watts 9 said Hendon out simple not a good enough manager first five wins coming up a very poorly motivated and managed side at CM Oriental time for a change how can Hendon not get this team and the quality it has firing must also be stuff in the background which I am inclined to agree with yeah good point especially the Joby point that keeps reoccurring every week uh, at nil underscore Watson 37 again kept it simple he said useless and clueless at El Coado, no one can say that this has anything to do with Bacchetti. Ian Hendon has been backed fully, tactically awful, and since winning five in a row, we've played 11, won two, drawn five and lost four. That just simply isn't good enough. Luckily, plenty of the season left. At Mid-Table Obscure, said, expecting a thriller, got a shocker, terrible. At Robin LOFC, same old Orient, looking crap in League 2 now. Mid-Table finish, if lucky, promotion a no-no. At John Mackay 1977 said, In short, midfield was non-existent, passing was terrible. Hendon is a one-trick pony. The players look disinterested and I really feel he's losing the dressing room. Also think we need to add another four or five players. Our squad is so lightweight and he has no chance to get out of League 2. A good point about elements that. Elements of that, yeah. Pritchard is booked. I think Pritchard is banned, banned for Saturday, yeah. I think. But again, that, that whole disinterested thing comes up again. Maybe and that's why. That's a common theme during the whole uh, the tweets we got. Thank you again for your tweets. There were loads. Yeah, and I know we were going to probably mention it next week, but as it's happened today, uh, with Chickson going back and Harry Lee being recalled, yeah. maybe that's the Big cover. Big changes. 
cover for that, yep. uh, which happened earlier today, which is Monday. Um, at David TH 64301889 said, utter rubbish, Hendon is clueless, can't sort defence, same tactics that do not work, madness, don't care if Mackinac was in threesome with Bacchetti's wife and daughter, after Pritchard's go at the right wing, he needs to be involved. Very good. Okay, that's a slightly uh, <laughs> severe view. At Chris Calfe said, mustn't change the manager again, stick with Hendon and give him the chance to turn it around. At King Baggy King, I agree. Give him until Christmas. We can look at unwanted prezzes that are available on the sh- on the footy shelf. Yeah, at Matty LOFC Evans said Hendon is on thin ice. No desire, no passion, no clue, no gut. Lacking across the field. Shameful. Hashtag Hendon out. At Gavin B one double o one, you can't sack him yet. Give him a season as it's taken time to build a new team. Team still uh, still plenty of games left, which is a very good point. This is great because you just see all the different. You know, opinions coming, and there's so many, and that's what makes it such an interesting thing to read out because we just read them in order in which we receive them. We don't kind of uh, prioritize this is just the order we receive them, and you can see two people going get them out, two people going get them in, another three saying out, another one yeah. in. It's really interesting. At Gavin B, one zero zero one said, You cannot sack Hendon yet, give him a season as it can take time to build a new team. There's still plenty of games left. I just done that one. Oh, did you? Yeah. Sorry, mate. That's right. Uh, at ALB5399, <laughs> said the issue is we have a shite team with no depth and a shite manager. Other than that, we are fine, though. Sorry, kids. <laughs> at Peter LOFC, it was like watching a hungover Sunday league team lose. Shocking. Yeah. At Orient underscore 17, he said it was painful, very painful. Lack of depth in this squad and we need to stop conceding first. Some great points there about always, or well, most of the time, conceding first. So if you concede first... You need to score two goals to win a match. Yeah. Uh, and again, the whole lack of depth comes up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a reoccurring problem that yeah. everyone knows about. At Kevin Cowland, so disappointed, but this overreaction against Ian Hendon is crazy. Um, Ayers, Accrington Stanley fully deserved the win, well drilled, and Windass was class. Wind- Windass was very good, and I think he scored 14 and 30, so why not put a cheeky little bid in to get him out of that club? No you know? chance. They would, they're a very small club they they need money and fast you could probably get him for about 10, 20 grand easily no way they need the money big start at okay. 10 uh, at Darren Stewart sorry Darren M Stewart said sure right now they're awful but our players if managed right and confident can definitely be top three hashtag basics very good point there get the basics right and you win games at, uh, take your chances and you win games. At Doyle underscore Hooper, Hendon still persisting with inept tactics for the first 60 minutes. Credit to him for making changes, but far too late, which contradicts what we'd said earlier. Try starting with James and Payne centre mid in a flat 4-4-2. Full backs look shot due to running and no cover in the diamond. Got to say, Clahessi, even though he got forward, didn't get forward as much as what he has been. I mean, he must be knackered. And to be fair, both Sean Chickson don't get forward as much. But I think Clahessi... It's starting to tire, yeah. and you can't blame the amount of ground that man must cover over ninety minutes. But if you know, it all goes through Clahessi most of the time. Or he's not running as much because he's been told that that's what people are Possibly. finding out about us. Yeah, it makes his role very, very hard. Yeah. And Chris Kane underscore ninety ninety two said very disappointing. An off day for many players. Hopefully, that's the one for the season, and we kick on from here. At G four underscore Shiv, um, Accrington Stanley thoroughly deserved the win. No denial, but this Halloween, the horror story was the work ethic. Only OP and DC working hard, in my opinion. So that's Ollie Palmer and Dean Cox. Yes, at Ozfan Basics, it has to be said, that was bloody awful. Not just lost, but outplayed by Accrington Stanley. What? 
<laughs> at Taser Jr. Attacking, there's no plan B. At the back, there's no plan A. Defenders <laughs> are exposed and look shaky. I could have played today, but are people really calling for Ian Hendon sacking? This is a building job that will not be complete in three months. Yep, at Stiggy64, so we don't look like a team that's being well coached. We have no shape, no cohesion, and we don't seem to have a game plan. I mean, at, that, that was a great point. Sorry, second yeah. half, it was just all Palmer, Palmer, long ball, Palmer, Palmer. Sam Allardyce. Just didn't work. Just yeah. didn't work. That's not what we're set up. You know, we're not, we're not set up like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at Spenno 11 to be fair, Accrington done a job on us, and we had no answer. Is that down to Hendon, maybe? We're not top three material facts. At the Authentic Gaz, today's performance was totally unacceptable. Don't remember a shot on target in the second half. Saw it out. At Alex Stilwell, one, a distinct lack of ability to cross, complete passes, close players down, and actually defend will see us lose many more games. Yeah, like I said, the basics. At 05 Callum, 97, said absolute disgrace today. Seen better football over Hackney Marshes. Chickson was a joke. Essen was all over the place. Clahessi was useless. Don't even get me started on Marquis. I think the fans starting on Baldry were wrong. Uh, oh yeah, Baldry was getting a bit of flat from the south stand. Like, proper to the point where he was turning around and he could clearly hear it in the second half and was starting to have a bit of egg with a few. It was only like a few, but it was starting. You could see, like, ruptures starting to happen. So that's what that's about. Right. Uh, but there is no leader in that team. We need a John Mackey. No one talks. And again, picking up on that point what we made before, that's right, there's no there's no one getting that team. There's no Mackey character in that. There's no mm. big character saying, mm. like, you, you got done there, sort it out. You yeah. Know, nothing like that. At Mike Brown Musics uh, sent a message in saying get Ian Hendon out can't see us going up with him and we need to if we don't and the summer window closes and we lose players like uh, Simpson Cox Baldry Payne etc we could be the next Tranmere especially with West Ham at the Olympic Stadium next year we become unattractive we miss Paul McCallum so much all round player the partnership with him and Simpson uh, that him and Simpson were forming it was looking more than decent. That's a very good point in terms of you know if you don't go up, if you don't go up this season next summer it's going to be a very tough one because Cox will have one year left on his contract. So as will Simpson. As will Simpson, and I think there might be an exodus, but we're not even going to start talking about next season yet. You know, in, only in November. Yeah. Uh, Rika Bluep says has one idea and thinks that will work all season. That must be heading around the diamond. Hasn't worked since Dagenham and Redbridge. Abysmal football. McCallum is a big miss. So again, like we said before, McCallum is, yeah. you know, a lot of people start to realise how good a player he actually was. That, that what you've just read out, that at name, is Paul Baker backwards. Great spot. I just spotted that. Great spot. So well done, Paul Baker. Very clever. <laughs> uh, at, uh, at Len M4, uh, no point in calling for Hendon sacking, otherwise we might as well still have Liverani. Rome wasn't built in a day. Need to support all the guys at the club to gain stability and focus on getting us back where we belong and more. At Elliot M. Byrne, said pathetic, embarrassing, spineless. A lot of improvement needed, but Hendon should be under pressure. It's not good enough so far. At PankP007, Ollie Palmer's guts and labour failed to mask our mistake. Unease and poor planning. Uh, Bald, Brad and Clahessi confused today. Yeah, good points there. Sam Harbour, 97, said, Thought we were poor in both halves. However, Palmer takes his chance in the first half would have been a different game. That is bang on. If Palmer, if we score and go one up, it's a different game. And we've, we've said that about five or six times this season. Yeah. Need to take our chances and go take a lead in a game rather than have to come from behind all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, at Latent Orient, stick behind the lads, the manager uh, and the manager. Don't moan so much or criticise and give people a chance. One day 
will be in Division 3. Adam <laughs> Menace, 1881, said, Dreadful display. Some decent players, but with no idea what to do. Haven't seen anything so far to think it will get any better. At Chris underscore Holmes 24, very poor performance today. I still think the diamond has to go. However, only two points off seconds, so not all bad. Yeah, absolutely. At Pandemonium 1881, it's very poor today, but fans slating Henders and booing. This is Orient, not Batalona. Yeah, at Blue Wolf 228, some LOFC fans need to take a good look at themselves. Yesterday was a bad result, but Hendon can bring success, give him more time. Yeah, at Vince Tower 73, so we obviously haven't learnt from last season, or Hendon wouldn't have been appointed. Hendon has also made a rod for his own back by limiting the squad. So even if he wanted to make changes, he's limited for choice. And that was a really good point, actually, with mm. his lineup that he started with. He was basically using his free forwards or his free experience forwards. So the only option he had up front was cash, cash kit, kit. Whereas yeah. he didn't have a Marquis option or a Palmer option off the bench. Yeah. yeah it was quite an interesting one actually. He yeah. just made that point point before, yeah. Um, at Simon08 Edwards, struggling to let this sink in. LOFC Neil Accrington Stanley 1. Not sure if it's as bad as Enfield Town in 88, but close. Yeah, very good point. Uh, Kevin Cowlin, bad performance, but fans leaving spitting bile and venom at manager is unacceptable. They need to get a grip. At Wellsy O's, no pressure on Hendon. Bicchetti likes him. None on the team either. No replacements. So is that maybe you know, one of the problems where, you know, if you have a bad week, for example, if Baldry has a bad week, you know, is his mentality, well, who's coming in? You know, he's not going to drop matter, me. Doesn't matter, I've got my space, yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's what happened with Cox, you know. Maybe Cox in training was thinking, well, he ain't going to drop me. And he did. Yeah, and the same with Lloyd James, maybe. Absolutely. And that's yeah. why I was suggesting about getting some loan easing to boost the competition for places in yeah. the squad. At TCW0102 said, after the last 11 games, something is wrong. Bad first half, sometimes redeemed by a gritty second half, but there's no signs of improvement, so change it. Yeah, at Rob underscore Nez underscore side, really bad performance yesterday after a strong start, not enough chances created, and no plan, it seems. Yeah, at unexpected item zero, said it was as if we were back in a familiar nightmare where Liverani was in charge and we were utterly useless and hopeless. At Dunmark, at the start of the season, we all said Ian Hendon took sense, team played for each other, and five out of five. Think we need to give him more time. Yeah, and finally, at Leighton Stonian, said can't hide from O's being terrible. Fans have right to mind, but getting rid of Ian Hendon is lunacy and we would be laughing stock of the football league. So those were tweets that were all sent to us. We don't just go go on Twitter and rob people's, people's tweets. Yeah. They were all sent to us. So thank you for all your opinions. It was There's a lot there. Brilliant. But I think I think that's probably about fifty fifty, I would say, in terms of tweets that we got back. Yeah. So it's very balanced. Half want Hendon out already. Yeah. And half want Hendon to stay. If you want Hendon out, let us know who you would want in. And it, you know, you've got to be realistic of who, what your expectations are. But it'd be really interesting to see if who you think would come in. Yeah. And Cambridge sat their manager, Richard yes, May, they today. They so, did. I mean, Cambridge are in a much worse position than us. Yeah, they're 18. Oh, they're 18. They're 18, yeah. So, some really interesting tweets. So, send them to us. We'll mention them to get a good balance view. They're amazing. So, as always, positives and negatives. We've only got one positive this week, and that is... Cox is back into the fold on on his Couldn't day. Think of any, and we struggled with that, didn't we? Yeah, I mean on his really? day, on his day, Dean Cox could do anything for you. And yeah. League Two, you've always got to have in your squad. Recently. Someone like him. Yep. Yeah. More negatives though. Baldry's captain skills, low morale, and losing in the manner we did. Um, yep. Again, not to to be overly critical. I think we said all we need to say on it. But uh, uh, to, to to end on a positive hero of the week, we're going to give it to. Yeah, so um, anyway, we're going to give to Alex Chizak. So basically, for, he made some decent saves on Saturday, but he's made some decent saves all season, and he's kept us in games where we should have been behind, behind. by even more. And he, you know, he turned up in the club shop on Thursday when he didn't have to. So a great example of great community work. 
now all he needs to do is fob off his, his international duty and uh, stick with us to be yeah. here the year. Yeah, absolutely. So just one match for us next week, which is home to Staines on Saturday in the first round of the FA Cup proper. Uh, and if we get beat, it'll obviously be an upset. Yep. Um, if we lose, I think obviously Ian Hendon will be under massive pressure. I don't think he'll get the chop, but I, I certainly think he, 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 like Vince said, he creates a rod for his back and he's kind of almost strong arm, arming himself out the door if we don't beat someone like Staines Town. I think if we lose, I wouldn't surprise me if City Axe being well. Yeah. I don't think we should, but I think if we if he goes in with a full team and we lose that game, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. It'll be interesting if we go goal down as well. Yeah, and see what the atmosphere gets like as well. So, goal in a month for October. We did it last night on Twitter and Facebook. Great response, but it's pretty obvious who was going to win. Um, so we had three nominations. The first was Sammy Moore for his first goal against Notts County, which was a great volley. The second was for his obscene forty-yarder <laughs> top corner off the post. And third was Scott Cashkit with his last minute goal against Oxford. Uh, and the winner that we'll reveal exclusively now is obviously Sammy Moore. Goldby. Goldby for Sammy Moore. Yeah, his screamer, his thunderbolt from all of 30 odd yards out. Absolutely. So, well done, Sammy. You had two thirds of the options. So, yeah. Um, and that means so far in our goal of the season competition, you've got uh, Tur- Turgut's goal against Stevenage. Yeah. Sammy Moore's goal against. Lots County and Dean Cox's free kick against Northampton. Free goals. All world is, really. All world is. All world is. Uh, so that's it for this week. That's it, buddy. We're done. Yep, so we had a bit, rep- of a, bit of a super length, sorry. Bit of a super length one again, but with so many tweets and opinions to read. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. So Love thank it. you for listening. Uh, so this week we had a record amount of listens thanks to our episode 50 and Alessandro Angelari interview. So again, thanks for listening. Unfortunately, though, this week we lost the only match we played. Um, to a team who wanted it more than us and were just better drilled than us so a big week coming up for Ian Hendon who will now be under real pressure to get the boys performing on Saturday in a match we should really easily win I would say keep your eyes out this week uh, for our fans article for Guardian Orient that we think will be published tomorrow so have a read of that I'm yep. sure they'll be pushing it on Twitter and we will as well and the Moses of the Badjo interview we will publish on Sunday as we won't be doing a podcast this weekend so no podcast but the Moses Odebajo interview will be coming out on Sunday to keep you up to date, I guess, you know, yeah. with the outlook for that week. Yeah. And that's it. So we'll be back uh, the week after next on Sunday, the 15th of November. So we'll do a podcast straight after the Hartlepool game to get you back ready for your Monday morning commute yeah. with us. 100%. And that's it. So as always, we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm and listen to the Outlook podcast. Have a good couple, uh, well, have a good week, and yeah, yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Up the O's. Up the O's. Here's a little song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy. In every life we have some trouble, when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now.